if 60 Minutes had dropped the report about confirmed UFOs by our military 30 years ago, it would have been all we talked about. Why are we not talking about it now? We'll take care of that coming up during this episode. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Why don't you love what I love? It's starting to drive me crazy. I knew as soon as I said this yesterday that it was going to become a conversation on the podcast. Let's back up for just a second. You said something to me. Well, I say it all the time. Okay, I'll give you a couple of examples. I am very expressive. Like if you, I am the person you want to tell a story to because I'm going to be like, what? Are you serious? Like, you're going to get exactly what you need from me. If you're sick, I'm like, oh, my God, are you okay? Can I help you? If you tell me your husband left you or your wife left you, I'm like, oh, what can I do for you? Let's go find them. Let me help you. And so I'm. if I eat something, I'm like, is this not the best bread you've ever had? And you'll be like, eh. <laughs> and then, like, Zippy, who I love, our little cat Zippy, he loves me. First of all, I'm like Dr. Doolittle. All the animals love me. And he lays on top of me and he's just, he's just the cutest thing. He looks like a little rabbit and he'll just be laying there and he's so cute and cuddly. And I said to you last night, I go, I love Zippy so much. Like it makes my heart hurt. Do you love Zippy? Eh. I don't love Zippy. Zippy's my fourth least favorite animal that we have in the house. Sometimes you say he's cool. Uh, He can be cool, but he's very finicky. And I just, um, I don't even know his name. I called him, uh, uh, I, I just learned his name like three weeks ago. That says something. I know, by point, exactly. That you didn't take the time to like get to know him. Okay. But it's just like, it's and it's a lot of stuff. Like I'll be like, oh my gosh, isn't this the, like look at, like you, did you hear me Friday night we were driving out to, um, we went to a place called Pono Acres to see a farm that we may do a concert series at. And I'm like, look at the sky. Look at this beautiful sky that God has given us today. This is the most okay, beautiful sky. Okay, that's not what you sky. said. You didn't, you didn't go that deep. You didn't pull God in. If you pulled God in, I probably would have agreed with you. But go ahead. And I'm like, look at the I'm like, look at the sky. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just, I think the word is unfazed. Like you're not, fa- like you're not just uber excited about stuff. I get uber excited about the stuff that I that I get uber excited about, but I don't know that I have to get uber excited about everything that you get excited about or love everything that you love. No, you don't. And okay. I'm not I'm not forcing you to, but I just thought we were more aligned in our loves. Okay. Like, what would you get super excited about? Uh, yeah, we don't have time for that. Right give now. me an example. We don't, we don't have time for that. Just give me an example. And one I'd thing this not. week. Uh, okay. You know, let's just move on. Okay. Um, one thing this week that I'd be excited about. Um, I, I, I it's easier for me to write a lot of things that I'm not excited about. Okay, that's a problem. Do you, want me, do you want me to do some of those? Charlotte, our youngest, is spending her final week of her freshman year at home on virtual because she was uh, contact traced. I feel like people think we take talk about this every podcast, but well, we do because she's times. contact traced every podcast. Going to yeah. have to be tested again. And this time, it turns out, because we've done some investigating, she did not sit near this. She had no classes with this person at all. This was a social contact. In other words, I think they filmed like a TikTok in the hall or something. And this person who tested positive for COVID turned her in. Not turn, that's not the right way to put it, but but turned her name in. Turned a list in. As a social contact, meaning I've had social interaction with these people, and then the teachers are responsible for turning in the uh, the students in the class based on where they sit. Please stop. Enough. So that's one thing that doesn't excite me. 
Well, and I ask her, you know, when you talk about this, because I've had a lot of people say to me, too, like, our school doesn't do that. Public school, they do do it, but they just send you out a letter. And it's up to you to figure out what you want to do. With Charlotte's particular school, and I will say this, let let me say, they've done a great job this year with keeping the kids safe. I appreciate that. It's just been a lot the past two months because her friend group, as you said, has a lot of tentacles. And so that's my thing is like, I said to her the other day, I go, do you sit near the, because she told me the kid's name, because they all know, because he actually texted her, I meant to tell you this, on the way to school yesterday and said, I hate to give you guys this news, but I've tested positive. And I said, do you sit near him? Because she was worried about it. And she said, no. So I didn't think there was going to be any problem. And then we got the call later on that day because they are social friends. But I'm like, did he cough on you? Have y'all kissed? She's like, no, mother. So it's just, she's not happy either. No, because it's their last week, you know, and they want to see their friends before they head out. But minor inconvenience, I guess, to stay safe. But okay, just give us one thing, Cadillac Jet, that you're excited about. This week? Yeah. Um, All right, well, let's just move on. Let me come back to it. All right. Let me think about it. What? Okay, Debbie Downer. Well, it's right. not that, Donna, but I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm excited about. Um, But there's more things that I'm not excited about. Okay, well, I would sit with that and try to figure out right. what's going on there. Yeah. All right. I'll get back to you. Thank you. 60 Minutes is the most watched television show in the United States every week. I used to think that I was old because I watched 60 Minutes, but it turns out a lot of people watch it. Sunday night, Bill Whitaker, who is uh, an anchor reporter for 60 Minutes, did a story about what the military calls UAPs which are unidentified aerial phenomenon or phenomena. Thank you. As opposed to UFOs. Okay. There's a lot to the story. So I want to unpack a few things. I have a clip. Can I I play my clip? I just want to ask you one question right here from the beginning. Do you think that they renamed them because UFOs have such a weird I would agree with that. Yes. Okay. Let's start there. I would agree with that. So he's a correspondent and he spent some time with two former Navy pilots who back in 2004 were training with the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group. And they're just out there flying around, I think like 100 miles from San Diego, and suddenly they see something uh, unsettling. Now, this is a clip from 60 Minutes this past Sunday night with uh, Bill Whitaker and those two uh, U.S. Army pilots. Thought of UFO enter your mind? It was unidentified, and that's why it was so unsettling to us because we weren't expecting it, because we couldn't classify it. But what I want to be really careful of here is that we um, don't jump to conclusions, right? That we don't sensationalize this or... Little green men? uh, Yeah, little green men men. or extraterrestrial. You're seeing something that defies explanation. Right. Very much. Yes. It was November 2004 and the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group was training about 100 miles southwest of San Diego. The advanced new radar on a nearby ship, the USS Princeton, had detected what operators called multiple anomalous aerial vehicles over the horizon, descending 80,000 feet in less than a second. What? 
Fravor and Dietrich, each with a weapon system officer in the back seat, were ordered to investigate and found an area of white water in an otherwise calm blue sea. It appeared to them that an object about the size of a 737 was just under the water. So as we're looking at this, her backseater says, hey, Skipper, do you? And about that got out, I said, dude, do you, do you see that thing down there? And we saw this little white tic-tac looking object, and it's just kind of moving above the whitewater area. Do you ever drop your phone and it sort of bounces off the mm -hmm. countertop and then bounces off something else and it's sort of like no, no predictable movement, no predictable trajectory, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It was just... It was just like a ping pong ball. No acceleration. Very, very random. Acceleration. As Dietrich circled above, Fravor went in for a closer look. And then it disappeared. The, the female Navy pilot that you heard speak there had never spoken about this before in her entire life. And one of the questions that, that, that Bill Whitaker posed to her was, why now? And she said, because there were six people, there were, there were six people that day, or four, I guess, four. the backseaters, so yeah. the pilots and the backseaters. There were four total people that observed and witnessed the exact same thing that you just heard her uh, describe. She said, if I had been alone, I would have never brought it up, ever, not even right now, because people would have said, Oh, you're crazy. Nothing like that happened. And when you bring up UFOs, or as our military now says, UAPs, when you, when you bring that up, people do kind of look at you strange, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think people brush it off because it's always been kind of out there. But the thing that just blew me away, and I just happened to be walking through when you were watching this, and I sat down and watched the whole thing because it just sucked me in, is these are highly trained pilots i mean they're from like the top gun you know these are not just random people who greenhorns yeah i mean straight out of basic and i'm sure for them to even speak out about it they were like because you know again like you said people are going to think that they're kind of nutty but i 150 percent believe them now do you have you ever believed in like ufos prior to this like do you I ever want to go to area 54 no I, of none of that ever really interests me but after seeing this report Sunday night, I was like, you know what? I trust these people. I totally trust these people. And did you hear them say it descended 80,000 feet in less than a second? When you are at full, uh, when, when you're as high as you can get on an airplane, you're at about 35,000 feet. So twice as high as, as a commercial jetliner would fly in one second is the way that, that this thing descends. And then it just went away. But you heard them say it was the size of a 737. Is there a chance that it could be something from another country or, you know, like some... They talked about that. Could it be Chinese or, or Russian... Um, like a spy plane. Military, a, yeah. something like that. And they, they said, we don't know. Here's how the press... The Mar uh, Marco Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio, who, who ran, had presidential run, um, they pulled him into the piece and he said, listen, this is something that Congress needs to look into. We need to take this very, very seriously. The next day, in all the press, and all the papers, he's he, he, he is spun Donna as that crazy person. He was skewered. Right. And it's like, but wait a minute. We really ought to hit pause here and, and, and look into this. Because these, again, as you said, these are very smart, intelligent, decorated U.S. Navy pilots. Well, and they have the video. 
They have this the, been declassified. The reason all this yeah. is coming out right now is because recently there were three different videos, and one of them was this particular video. We'll include it in the letter. Would you make a note for me if you don't mind? Yes. This Saturday, so you can look at UFO. It. Um, and and it was recently all declassified, so that's why they're able to have conversations about this. And that was another reason the woman said I never spoke about it because it was classified up until very very recently. But what would it hurt? Like you know, like like Senator Rubio, what would it hurt to look into it? I, I think they're think afraid of does. what they're going to find. I think that you're right. And then what happens is, do all the people that they've called crazy throughout the years get to say, "We told you, told you something? so." Let's just let's talk about the little people that drive the planes. So that's what I want to know: the little right. spaceships. Like, what do you think they're like? Do you, I mean, if they came down, like, I think I'm friendly. We've talked about this before. I'm like, really friendly? I wave to you. Yeah. You know, like, do they want, what do they want? Do they want friendly people to join their group? Or do they want mean, like, people that they can, like, take over their bodies? What do they want? Do you think there's different different groups of UFOs? Like, there's a nice colony, and there's a mean colony, and there's a, like, what is I don't is think anybody knows. I think it could be anything. You think they want to do science experiments on us? What do they want? Well, flip it. What would we want? We would want to well, know. Well, I'd who they love are. to have a little alien live with okay. me. Dress him. Yeah. Put him in your pocket. Carry him around. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. What color are they? I don't. Are know. they green? Can you see through them? Like, can you see their organs? Like, are they completely see through? I hope they look like ET. That's the one I want to join because they're cute. I don't want to be with the weird, scary ones. I want to be like with like E.T., phone home. Here I am. Phone me. Come get me. Take me up in your bicycle. And you just plant flowers like E.T. And you just, I just can't think. I mean, like maybe it's like, and is it somewhere in between like heaven? And so I like, I just don't understand any of it. I think it's fascinating. But do you believe is the biggest question that there I is life out there? I do. As Reba saying. Is there life out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do believe it? I believe it now. Okay. These people would have no reason to make this stuff up. And again, they have the video that, to, to, to back it up. But again, they're not necessarily saying that they were aliens. It could well, what, be what, anything. What could it, well, okay, what could anything be? What else could it be? Um, I don't know. It's the size of a 737. It descended 80,000 feet in under a second. What could this be other than a UFO or UAP? I don't know. It's a fascinating conversation. I'll also include a link to the segment with Bill Whitaker uh, from Sunday night in 60 minutes so you can watch it. Because if we have any pod listeners who have this. like seen UFOs or a UFO, UAPs, yeah, please tell us. Reach out to us. There are certainly areas of the country that there's more activity. And I've always wanted to go out there to that area and see, like, sneak in there, see if you see something. So maybe we make that like a road trip. Okay. Take an RV. Oh, with yes. Tug and Laura. Yes. Since we didn't make it to Talladega. Didn't make it. Your hype song on the way here today to the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network, Donna. I'm throwing you some Winona, old school, no one else on earth. Sing it. No one else on earth. That's from Make her it. album, Winona, 1999. She's just a good person. Yes, she is. And that's just a great song. She can lay down some gospel when she wants to, yep. you know? Don't touch the hair, though. Don't touch your hair. What do you have? Um, we're going to spend a moment on Alan Jackson coming home to Noonan, Georgia. So I'm going to add uh, where I come from. Back where I come from. From Alan Jackson. Um, there was an EF4, I think it was, tornado, 
that devastated Noonan, Georgia, back in late March of this year. At least 70 homes were destroyed, and, and Noonan High School was just torn apart. And that's where both Alan and his wife, Denise, graduated high school. They were both born and raised, met and married in Noonan, Georgia, in Coweta County, C-O-W-E-T-A, Coweta County, Georgia, which is about 30 miles south of uh, downtown and south of Hartsfield. Alan is going to headline a concert on June 26th. If you're listening on Upload Day, thank you for that. Today's Thursday, May 20th. Tickets are on sale uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. And the show is going to be at the Coweta County Fairgrounds. And Alan Jackson is going to be performing three decades of uh, his songs, including the new stuff from his brand new project that addressed uh, just dropped a, a week ago, the first new music in six years. And we're going. Well, if we can get tickets, we're going to order. I mean, yeah, we're going to try, try to, to get order tickets. Them. Yeah. But I would imagine these, I mean, it's Alan Jackson and friends. Don't know who his friends are. Yeah. Um, Maybe some other Georgia artist. I'm flashing back and thinking about this for the first time. We did an Alan Jackson and friends concert one time when I was in terrestrial radio. And they waited months to tell us who the friends were. And we were curious if they're going to be like, just like neighbors. They can sing. That, or, yeah, that can play an instrument. Or Denise. Or yeah. Because there was no, uh, so who knows who's going to show up for this concert. But it's for a great, uh, a great, great cause. And I was thinking a lot about, you know, it's graduation time and like Noonan High School, you know, that it, it's just what a year. I mean, what a year on top of a year for these kids who have, you know, made it through a year of school in a pandemic, which was just horrific. And then probably can't graduate in their high school stadium because who knows if it's still there. It's just Drake Stadium. Yeah, it's just tough time, you know. So um, I think it's great that he's doing that. And cynical and, me said. When this was released, this information came out. Gosh, it pains me to say this. Then why say it? Okay, we'll move on. Then. No, go ahead. But I don't think that it, this is the case. I was going to say, but this is not the Alan Jackson's a great guy. He loves his hometown. And this has nothing to do with publicity that he could get and piggyback on the release of his new material for the first time in six years. That's no. not what the... That, Alan, that is not the Alan Jackson. That's what I'm saying, Donna. But for just a moment, I went there. Okay. For just a moment. I went there because there are a lot of artists that would have done just that. Yes, but I will not allow would you not to, to speak poorly of Alan I'm Jackson. I'm not speaking poorly of Alan Jackson. Okay. I have endorsed this new music since the day it dropped. It's fantastic. We need Alan Jackson. We need him. He's not that artist, though, that and sees this as a publicity ploy. And you're so right. Time. Country music needs Alan Jackson right now. And not on one of those hokey, we're, you know, retiring Rascal Flats coming back 10 time tours. Are we leaving? Are we coming? Or yeah, I mean, country music needs more people like Alan Jackson. So we'll put a link for tickets in the uh, uh, the letter this Saturday if they're still available. Uh, I don't know. That, I, I doubt that they will be. But again, they go on sale tomorrow. If you're listening on Upload Day, tomorrow, Friday, May 21st at 10 a.m. And um, I meant to look and see a capacity for the Coweta County Fairgrounds. But what would you think? 5,000 maybe? Three, 5,000? Yeah, it's not going to be many. Not many. But thank you, Alan Jackson, for doing this tornado benefit concert for your hometown here in the great state of Georgia. So two classic songs being added, two classic country songs being added today uh, to the Donna and Caddy Spotify Hypes on Playlist, No One Else on Earth from Winona, and Where I Come From, from Alan Jackson. Simple search on Spotify. And if you fly Atlanta-based Delta, don't forget that you can catch up on, <clears throat> excuse me, episodes of my second act and, and also check out the Spotify Hypes on Playlist just uh, when you get seated on your Delta jet, fire up the Spotify app and you'll find us there. $30 off your first order of dinner affair 
the promo code is caddy2021. Chef prepared. Uh, all the kits are, are chef prepared by hand using only the most delicious, high quality ingredients. With dinner affair, you're not stuck in a contract. You're going to love it. We we were were customers, consumers, friends, and fans of Dinner Affair long before they began their sponsorship and partnership with us on the My Second Act podcast. The proteins are great, whether it's a steak. Uh, we're doing an Asian pork tenderloin tonight, oh. which is one of my favorite uh, dishes that, that, that Dinner Affair does. Uh, whether it's a, a pork tenderloin, whether it's a chicken, a, a fish, a, a steak, your, your proteins are fantastic. You're going to love Dinner Affair, but if for whatever reason, whatever reason you have, you're not satisfied. There's no contract. So you're not bound to six months of dinner affair. Also 100% money back guarantee. Yeah. And one of our pop peeps, Lori, she listens in Florida and she reached out to me on instant message and just said that she had ordered and she could not believe how easy it was. You know, she thought because we, you know, we live in Atlanta, Georgia, we talk about a lot of things around here that this was just for us in this area. But she went online and picked all of her meals. They came freezer packed with dry ice, came to her door. She unpacked them. She said it was the easiest thing in the world. So if you're listening to this podcast, wherever you listen, Phoenix, New York, Dallas, Texas, you can still order dinner affair and get the $30 and get the promo code. And she said she couldn't believe it. She had waited so long because she just thought, you know, we said it's always contactless delivery and they bring it to your door. And she's like, is it, you know, is this, is it okay to get food? How well is this going to travel? That's one of the things that we always, we always joke about. Is that going to travel well? Yeah. And I'll tell you what does not travel well. Fish from a restaurant. Do not take it home. Anyway, but she was like, it's great. This was so easy and so great. So I encourage you, if you've been listening to the podcast for some time, and we appreciate all of you who do that, give it a try. Even if you're not in the metro Atlanta area, give it a try. And also think about those people in your life who may need some help right now. Maybe they just had a baby. Maybe they moved. Maybe they've you know, lost someone. Dinner Affair gift cards are great to share that love with. Dinneraffair.com. Dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. Ingredients to prepare the dinner you ordered separated in bags. You can add what you want. You can leave out what your kids don't want. Dinneraffair.com. We have a small ask of you. Three things. When you are able, maybe now. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, invite and encourage three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast and listen to the end of each episode for outtakes and notes from executive producer Carl App. And Carl actually is going to serve up an appy at the end uh, in segment three of this episode. And uh, number three, show our sponsors some love. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, Dinner Affair, the Jackson Brubaker Law Firm, and many, many more. Target and Macy's have both removed Chrissy Teigen's cookware line. Target did about two weeks ago. Macy's just did in the past 48 hours. The reason why is because Chrissy Teigen, who is the wife of John Legend, R&B singer John Legend, is in the headlines again because she's just a damn bully. I had no, um, I, I had no like or dislike for Chrissy Teigen. I liked John Legend. Um, I didn't really know a whole lot about her, so I didn't. I was kind of on the, you know, I, I just didn't have a yes or no for her. I absolutely have a no for Chrissy Teigen right now. I have, I have no uh, bandwidth for her whatsoever. Let's go back, Donna, and and set the scene as to what happened years ago, and why the story is back in the news now. So Courtney Stodden was um, a ch- basically a child bride. Um, it came to light, and a lot of people knew about this. It was, I don't know exactly when it was, but it was a long time ago. She was married, and um, she was 16 years old at the time. And a lot of celebrities spoke out about it because they 
almost thought that instead of coming down on the actor that she was married to, they kind of came down on her for being this child bride and her parents let her and all of this stuff. And um, Chrissy Teigen has had a, she's had a tough year. She, her and John Legend had a miscarriage and she was very public about the miscarriage, which I don't have a problem with because I think it helps people, you know, who've been in those situations. She is also kind of a Twitter, she was for a while kind of a Twitter darling because she would just say, you know, whatever was on her mind. And um, people thought she was very funny and very witty. When this story came to light recently, it just blew me away. It blew me away. And for me, it's not just another one of those Hollywood stories where things just get crazier. It's the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And I'm not even talking about in Hollywood. I'm talking about in life that you don't know about. Internet trolls and people who feel like they have the right to comment on people's lives and 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 their looks and their I mean just anything their marriages their kids anything and somehow get power from that and if you think that doesn't happen this is a grown woman who at the time was harassing a 16 year old now court um Chrissy was not as old as she is now, but this was not a 16-year-old harassing a 16-year-old. It was a grown woman. And basically, the things she said to her were horrific, like encouraging her to kill herself. Chrissy was encouraging Courtney to kill herself. You know, you should take a dirt bath. I mean, horrific. And when you talk about cancel culture, which we have a lot, do I think she should be canceled? No. But I think she has a serious issue. And this can't be written off as this, you know, she has had a bad year. So she can't say, oh, I was going through this horrible time this year. This happened a long time ago. And Chrissy's been so vocal about, you know, using the Internet to empower women and and do all this stuff. And meanwhile, this had gone on. And the interesting thing about it was she never apologized, allegedly, to this Courtney Stodden. Now that the story has become public and Courtney spoke about it, you know, Chrissy's people have said, oh, well, we're, you know, we're willing to sit down with her. But she still has her blocked on Twitter, on Twitter. Chrissy still has, you know, the the other girl, Courtney, blocked on Twitter. The reason that the, the story and this disgusting harassment from Christy Teigen came to light recently in the in the past three, four weeks is because Courtney uh, Stodden brought it back to light in an interview that she had with a podcast. Um, Chrissy Teigen wrote on Twitter, I'm ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior, but that is nothing compared to how I made Courtney feel. I've worked so hard to give you guys joy and be beloved, and the feeling of letting you down is nearly unbearable. Truly, not only my mistakes, and surely won't be my last, as hard as I try, but God, I will try. But this isn't about her letting her fans down, right? It's about the fact that you harassed and attacked and encouraged a 16-year-old child to take their own life in a direct message on a social media platform. Yeah, I mean, this girl was going through a lot. I mean, number one, she's a child bride. She's 16 years old. I mean, almost cultish. And he was 50. He was 50 at the time. She was a YouTuber, I believe. Yes. He he was a very obscure actor. D-level actor. D at best level actor. But I just don't know why, like what, you know, and and that's what hasn't come out. Like, I don't think they had ever even crossed paths or had any bad blood. It was just some power that, that Chrissy felt in 
you know, sending these messages. And I just, you know, it, it just broils me because I think it goes on all the time. I think that it goes on with 13-year-old girls. I think it goes on with 16-year-old girls. I think it goes on with 40-year-old women. You know, I think it's one thing to say, I'm all for women. I, you know, hold up women. Do you? Do you? And one thing I've been reading that I think is so interesting, it's called the um, reverse gossip and movement. And it's when someone tells you something, you know, like they sit down and say, hey, say someone sits down today and says, did you hear about um, Gina's husband? You know, he's supposedly da, 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 da. You switch the narrative. Instead of joining in, you say, I'm sure they're going through a lot if that's the truth. And I hope it all works out okay. Maybe we should reach out to them. As opposed to entertaining and and probably even beginning to participate. Fuel the fire. And the gossip. You know, and, and so it and what it's supposed to do. What's the name of the book again? It's not. It's not a book. Oh. It's just it's something that's going around right now on social media that people are saying, you know, you you it's called reverse gossip. And you participate by making the other person aware that, that you're, you're not going to that participate. That you're not going to participate. And I listen, we all do it. None of us are perfect. We all love tea. We all love gossip. We all love it. But I think, you know, in order to walk the walk, you have to really talk the talk. And you have to think about comments you make to people and things you say. You know, anytime you're saying, I don't want anybody to know, you know, I don't, don't tell this person that, you're in trouble. Because if it gets back to them, you said it. And just thinking about, and if you're, you know, like raising daughters, and I just, I think if more moms really tried to figure out how their daughters treat other girls, they would sometimes be shocked. You know, you sometimes have to peel the layers back and make sure if you're hearing something about your kid over and over and over again, instead of making excuses and telling the people that they're wrong or their daughter's misunderstood or... They're probably doing that if it's coming up that much. And I just, I, it just, it made me sad. It's like, and, and like I said, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, it's not, she's going to lose her endorsements. It's not so much canceling her. I don't like, I was kind of like you. I didn't really have a huge file for her before because I think she's one of those people who thinks she's super witty, but a lot of times it comes off just tone deaf. You know, she had said something about one of the, um, I can't remember who it was, but it was a child actor. On a red carpet somewhere. Yeah, something about like, you know, we don't need to see her or whatever. And sometimes you have to check yourself when you're a funny person to make sure that you're not over the line and being insensitive. There's there's a fine line between humor and insensitivity, you know. And I think the line's even thinner nowadays. I mean, some people say, oh, you can't have fun or anything. There's nothing fun about sending a DM to someone telling them you should take your life. Because you think about young girls and, I mean, there's so many times we've heard about teenagers who have literally taken their lives because whatever they did, you know, got out into the world. You can't even make a mistake anymore as a teenager or a young adult without everybody knowing about it. And sometimes you just feel like, you know, those kids feel like they're trapped. You know, if somebody was sending you those kind of messages, well, I mean... What would you do? I mean, it's just horrible. Horrible. Chrissy Teigen also this year, or actually it would have been 
no, it was 20, I forget, we're halfway through 2021 already. She um, removed herself from Twitter and said, I'm done with it. Uh, it's too negative, da, da, da. I think six, eight weeks later, she was back and said, I can't, just can't live without it. You know? Yeah. So. What do you think? Like, this is my thing. Like, if if you get caught up in something like that, what do you think? What does her husband say? What do you think he, you know? I don't know. Does he defend her? I don't think there's any defending her. You know, I don't think, and I don't know how, like, it's in the past. So she said it in the past, but at that time, for whatever reason, you felt that way. So maybe, again, I don't know. They say that most people who bully people, you know, in social media and really anywhere, bullies in general, because I used to tell my kids this, they're they're bullying you for something that they see in themselves that they don't want to admit. You know, and sometimes if you try to make your kids understand, again, not to, you should never tell your kids that that's okay, that behavior is okay. But sometimes if they know why things happen instead of they're just so mean and sometimes it takes a while until they're older and you can have these conversations with them. But to say, usually if they're picking on something about the way you look or things you have or your parents or what they do, it's because they they feel insecure about that. If you ever look at something and it strikes a chord in you and you're like, why, do I, why does that make me so mad? It's probably because it's something that's actually bothering you. And that's okay. We all have that. You know, and, and I think it exists with adults. I think when mom and dad sometimes see people on social media and, oh, my gosh, that dad's so great. And look what all he does. with the Sometimes it's you thinking, yeah, I probably should do more of that stuff. But instead of admitting it, you're mad at the other person. Who's doing a great job. Who's doing it. a great job. Yeah. Same with moms. You know, you don't have to be the overachiever mom. But sometimes the things you're mad about with other people, that may not be your thing. You know, like, oh, they cook all the time. That may not be your thing. But you're thinking maybe I should cook a little more. You know, it's. There's different levels to it. But usually if something's peaking you. I don't lash out at Larry and say, let's tone the grill down a little bit there, Larry. Yeah. You know? Turn your grill on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. June 26th, put it in the calendar. We're going to hit the road. And we're going to head to Gainesville, the Gallery Furniture. Saturday, June 26th, it's going to be a huge red, white, and blue. I'm making this announcement for everyone in the room as well. No one knew this. Um, but Donna and I cooked this up when I was at Gallery Furniture. I took everybody lunch late last week. Donna from Gallery. Yes, midweek last week. Saturday, June 26th, big red, white, and blue pre-4th of July parking lot sale. Parking lot party. We're going to have a band. We're going to have food trucks. Uh, is Pico's Hot Dogs coming back? Pico's Hot Dogs is returning by popular demand. I'm telling you, if you've not had a bacon-wrapped hot dog, you have not lived. So uh, join us at uh, Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville, Saturday, June 26th for a huge pre-4th of July party and celebration. Uh, doesn't matter what you're looking for, for your home, for an apartment, for a townhome, for a vacation home, a second home. How about uh, an apartment for your child or a dorm coming up this fall? Gallery Furniture is where you should head. Shop now, pay later, take it home today. Living room sets, sofas, sectionals, love seats, recliners, everything uh, tons of betting options to a gallery furniture. Ask for the wolfman.com. And, and we want to meet you. We want to meet you. So come out. We've been waiting so long. You know, we, we did one thing out at gallery, but we've been waiting for the pandemic to kind of come to a close. I've been fully vaccinated. I'm a hugger. Come up free hugs. I'm hearing that people don't want to hug as much now that COVID's I've, I've over. read that. Yeah, but that, that's not going to work for me. You're going to get a hug. So please come out because we want to meet you and we're giving you plenty of time to plan June 26th. So make a day of it. Drive up to beautiful Gainesville. And I guarantee you're going to be loading something up because we're going to find you something you need.
I noticed while up there last week, a mon- Monarch table and, and six chairs plus a bench, which is all the, the rage right now. Eight forty nine is the price. And we will strap it down. I say we, Donna. We'll strap it down. And not you, Donna, but Donna from Gallery Furniture. I mean, I could. Uh, she's got uh, she's got all the skills. This is a family-owned business for decades here in the Atlanta area. Have a location in College Park as well. Askforthewolfman.com. You can get your Ask for the Wolfman and Ask for Donna merchandise. Got uh, hoodies and T-shirts and coffee bugs. And we will see you there Saturday, June 26th at Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Put it in your calendar and join us. Do you want to talk about uh, American Idol? The big finale is uh, this Sunday. I personally checked out Idol a long, long time ago. And you don't mean the season. You mean in general out of American Idol. Yeah. I'm kind of, you've seen me watching it. I'm kind of back this year. I I like it. The top three that will, excuse me, compete in the finale on Sunday night are uh, Chase Beckham, Willie Spence, who is from, uh, it's not from, and this is where this gets, um, I did my investigating. Willie Spence, while on the show, and all the local media here in Atlanta are taking possession of him. He was actually born in Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah. But I think was raised for the most part in Douglas, Georgia. Uh, and Grace, uh, Grace rather, Kinsler are the three finalists. Sunday night, 8 o'clock, three-hour live season finale. I love We're Willie. Gonna get, uh, yes. I love Willie Spence, but I got to tell you, this Chase Beckham, he is so good. See, I'm a fan of Grace. You are. I, am. I like. I like all three of them. I think they're great. I will say I, the the caliber of performances and stuff is it's unbelievable. Returning Sunday, uh, all of, of the the previous top nine will return, but also Lindsey Buckingham, uh, Luke Holmes, Cheryl Crow, Fallout Boy, Mickey Guyton, Shaka Khan, Leona Lewis, and Macklemore will all be on and the Alicia Kara. Who's that? She sings, she's got some good songs. Yeah, I think it's great. You know how we used to always joke about like you almost compared American Idol to like the um, presidential election. It's like they went all around the country and these are the people that they found who can sing. And so some years you're like, it's just not there's got to be somebody better. These are some unbelievable like any of the people who performed in like the top five or top ten could have made it. I mean, just unbelievable. Any of them could have made it. But Caleb Kennedy. Yeah. Caleb Kennedy is the kid from uh, upstate South Carolina who was uh, removed from the top five and has since apologized for a video that shows him with someone wearing a Ku Klux Klan style hood. The mom explains uh, he's only 16 years old. The mom explains um, that. And I don't know that I followed this. She says the video was taken after Caleb had watched the movie, The Strangers Pray at Night, and they were imitating those characters. It had nothing to do with the Ku Klux Klan, and I know that's how it looks. Caleb doesn't have a racist bone in his body. He loves everyone and has friends of all races. Do Are you familiar with this movie, The Strangers no. Pray at Night? Nope. Should we be familiar with this movie? I don't oh, think so. Okay. Probably right. one of those kid movies that like they go around killing people. Is this an example, though, of, of, of overreaction, do you think? This is an example of everything that you put on social media stays on social media. Even if you remove it and delete it. Even there if are you screen remove grabs, it and delete are, it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you remove it and delete it. And you don't it. want to learn that the hard way. You don't want to learn now that the hard way. Now, why do you do that? Because I think. They never found that tweet. Right. But. They tried. You just have to remember that everything you have to tell your kids. Everything you put up can be misinterpreted. Read it a couple of times before you stick it up there. Think about it before you upload the video. I mean, we say this to our kids and to ourselves until we're like, 
blue in the face, but it's like, when are you going to learn? And, and these things cost people. I mean, this cost him an opportunity, cost people their jobs, cost people their marriages. Think about it. Think deeper too. Here we go. Back to kind of the other conversation. This is all one big conversation. Why are you putting it up? That's what I question sometimes. Is it for self-gratification? Is it to brag? Is it to, why are you putting it up? Is it for sympathy? You know, we've talked before where people put up, I'm in the hospital. Pray for me. Why? Why are you in the hospital? Don't make me guess. My kid just fell off their bike and they have to get six stitches. Go take care of your kid. Stop posting. Why are you doing it? I think if you if, if people put the why more through it, then they would. Their filter. A little filter. Right. Need a filter. American Idol season finale this Sunday. I think it's going to be good. All right. You ready, Carl? Let's hit it. Three, two, one, go. Our executive producer, Carl Appen, steps in this week with uh, an appy for everybody. So many questions. We are talking about Turo. T-U-R-O. It's basically like um, Airbnb, but for your car. And they've had it for a long time, uh, like different different styles like this. But, but Turo's big shtick is that they are more unique cars. So like uh, they have a lot of Teslas and more kind of like fun cars that you can rent for a short amount of time. But the reason I came across it is because I'm going uh, out of town in a couple weeks. And long story short, I'm flying into Texas, but then I have to drive to a ranch that's maybe two hours away from the airport. And so obviously I needed a car from Friday to Sunday. And I just looked, not that you could rent a car right now because everything is out of stock. But if I were to rent just a Nissan Versa, it would be $507 for 48 hours. It's insane right now with car rentals. Is that is that good or bad? I don't know. That's hot. For two days? Which is ridiculous. Is that a lot? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like 250 bucks per day for like a little tiny, tiny little sedan. And that's not like through Hertz. That's through Turo. No, 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 no. So So this is through Enterprise. I see. So like this is if you're going like, you know, calling calling at the counter at the airport and going through. There are people in Hawaii that are renting U-Haul trucks. Right. That they're riding around in to sightsee because there are no. There's no rental cars. There's no rental cars. Have you investigated Turo in Texas? I have. And I, for the record, I also did investigate U-Haul. And it was cheaper than Enterprise, but I was not trying to get, you know, they have the, um, they called them, uh, what's it called when you can't, you can't go above like 85 miles an hour. A governor. Oh, a governor. Governor. Yeah. Yep. So they all have like the governors on there. So I went on well, Are you going to go above 80? In a U-Haul. In a, in a U-Haul, two-seater. It's possible. My God. So I went on Turo and I am renting someone's 2016 Porsche Boxster convertible. For $110. Oh, For the my entire period. Gosh. For the entire period. Do you return it to them in the place where you picked it up? Because uh, in rental cars, you just drop off wherever Right. You... So they so they have like a delivery fee. So I think they, they, they will come and bring it to you. For, I think it was like 40 bucks. But because I'm flying into the airport, um, I think it's going to be cheaper. I'm just going to take an Uber to their house. And so, pick it up there. So grand total, I assume it'll be like 170 bucks. Or it could be millions of dollars when you get killed by this weird person. That definitely possible. Definitely possible. But the more I look into it, it's the um, it's a lot of people will like buy a car and then they will you know, ah. put it on Turo the same way that someone would buy an Airbnb property and then put it on and rent it. Okay. I love that yeah. idea. It's a revenue stream. It's a revenue stream. The, the other idea is, is I have noticed that a lot of um, 
dealerships are kind of like black labeling their cars mm. and then putting them on Turo. So I'm pretty sure there's oh obviously gosh. the Tesla dealership in downtown Alpharetta, but there's also, if you've ever noticed that parking lot by Burger King, that's just full of Teslas. Yes. I think that they're all listed on Turo. Interesting. Interesting. What other vehicles did you look at? I'm just curious. So the idea was, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get a convertible. Sure. So the idea was, and again, I, the idea that I will be saving $300 by driving a Porsche instead of a Nissan Versa. It's unbelievable. So I looked, they had Teslas. They had um, a lot of like lifted trucks and Jeeps. And Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah. But the idea was I was going to go get something a little bit fun. So you're charged through the app. You're not charged mm-hmm. by the individual. And so it's, it's all um, on the up and up. Contactless delivery. There's basically just like a lockbox. So they tell me like the address and, yeah. and you what, go What about and, insurance, Carl? So they have, it's basically like like absurdly minimal insurance that's built into the price. And then where I think Turo makes a lot of their money is that they will try to upcharge you for like standard or premium insurance. Are but you limited on miles? You can be. So for instance, I also, they had a, uh, they had a bright red Ferrari, but it was 1200 bucks a day. The key with it though, is that the Ferrari had a mileage. So it was like, you couldn't drive more than like 200 miles for the whole time. The Porsche has a mileage limit of 500 miles. So could you like take it out of state if you? Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure they have trackers and. This is crazy. I have questions. You get your car back and what? I mean, have people have they eaten in it? Have well, there's, they there's, there there have it? been stories here in Atlanta about about like with a G wagon. Somebody gets a G wagon from Turo mm-hmm. and they go and commit like crimes and yep. murders, and, and then they take it back and yeah, and it, you no longer get it, it because it, it, it the, the police. Uh, Confiscate your vehicle. Well, they have to do the investigation. And maybe we we will have to um, see if we can get Officer Richie on the line. But my my bigger concern was, and I think the the Porsche will be fine. But if you try to like rent a G wagon in Atlanta, what happens if you get pulled over and there's something in the yeah, car? Yeah, or, or if you get a ticket in one of these cars, it's not yours. Is it on you right. or the owner? So the the ticket would. I mean, for sure. At the end of the day, like, and I think Officer Richie would say it's uh, what do you call it? You're in um in physical control. So like. Even if it's something in the car, it doesn't matter whose it is. Like it is right. because you're driving the car, it's yours. So are people, is it like also like a flex drive or something or like a, a, a like what, you know, our friends from Hertz where can you drive the car longer? Like, can you, can you do one of these for mm. a, a lengthy term? I, I wonder. I did not see them, but okay. I'm sure it's, I'm sh- you can buy a little bit, little like mileage extensions. So if it, if it is having you capped at 250 miles, you can buy an extra hundred Interesting. You know, miles, but the two big chart, the big two charges that I'll have to be watching for is obviously um, the mileage. Yes. And then also the because uh, it'll say, you know, 450 miles and then it'll charge you like a dollar 80 per mile. That's over it. Oh, wow. But of course, the gas the same way with Enterprise or Hertz to where, you know, if you do, you can buy the gas package or you can sure. try to return it full. So we will see. I love we'll this. Get an update. You know, what? if you've got your minivan and it's just sitting in the driveway. And you want to get you some extra money or clothes, just rent that sucker out On to Turo. somebody. So Turo, by the way, estimates for an average car, it estimates that somebody will make seventeen hundred bucks a month. If Not they bad. so here's so here's the idea. I wonder if there are people that do long term leases and then put it on Turo. Or they will go rent a, a black escalade from Turo and then drive Uber XL for the night. Which it, you it, know it, where it, you would more than pay for itself. Right. Such There's a gig more. economy. Yeah. It is such a gig economy, Very like smart. we always talk about. So that is, it. is that Ray's Mercedes that's for sale out front? Oh, it is. Okay, let's get that sucker on Turo. Yeah, toss it on there. I mean, seriously. For, for 80 cents a day. Yes. I love it. All right, we'll include uh, Carl's Appy 
That's a fabulous happy coral. Thank in you. In the letter this Saturday, text left on red. No spaces. Red is a color. R-E-D to the number 22828. Oh, Carl has to sing us out. It's his happy. Oh, that's right, Carl. Just yeah. Scott Appy. Oh, I love that. Sky Davidson Camp Pod Pete for this episode. Uh, finally listened to the podcast episode with Charlotte. She was awesome. And I've decided me and Don are basically the same person. Mm. Mm. That's fantastic, Scott. Well, you didn't let me finish. Uh, I cry too. My girls prefer driving with her dad. And we have a thing for Eric Church. Love how relatable y'all are. And listen, at the end of the day, at the end of every episode when we walk out of here, that's what we want most is to uh, be having conversations and sharing stories that you can relate to where you have lived yourself or yeah. aren't living right now. Let's go hang out, Sky. Brian Brock, uh, had you on in the car while on vacation heading to Big Sur Slur. Sir, that's big sir. Okay. California made the wife listen and she loved it. We love that. We encourage you to like strong arm your spouse. Her first time uh, hearing the pod. Two beautiful days in California. Now headed back to Vegas. Much needed vacation with no kids. Left them with grandma in Georgia. Let me tell you something. I am on that ride with him in Big Sur. Do you know how pretty that is? Remember we drove through like Malibu Canyon. We did. Yes, yes we, we did. were in LA. Oh my God. So beautiful. Okay. I've decided what I love this week. What? Waking up with you tomorrow morning. Oh. Yeah. You're so sweet. I was saving that for the end. I love that. Audio for this episode of my second act from CBS in 60 Minutes. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.